Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Well, welcome to the Future Church Initiative podcast, sponsored by Leadership Network. I'm Hal Mayer, and today I'm with David Drury of the One Multi-Church Network. Good afternoon, Dave. Great to be with you. Excited to talk. So let's talk a little bit about the One Micro-Church Network. What led you? I mean, what was the genesis of all this? Yeah, so the the network started um, a little bit differently than some others do. Our network started centered around a bunch of different people doing micro churches, house churches, fresh expressions that didn't really have a connection to a broader network. Uh-huh. They were doing it alone. Uh, some of them were experimenting with new forms of church life. Others um, had were trying to reach a unique group of people. Um, some were de-churched people that were just launching out to try to connect people that were um, unchurched, um, sometimes felt forced out or chose to leave. And we said, okay, it's not not good for us to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. We, we thought, hey, let's group people together and connect them and equip them. So that was the start of the network. And that enabled us to learn a lot from one another translocally. Um, most and networks start. That? When, when was um, that? We are we're a very new network, only four years old. Okay. Okay. And so as we did that, we started to notice some needs and some trends among those people. Sure. Uh, and we started to multiply and, uh, you know, started to, to learn a few things and thought, okay, what, how can we help others with this? All right. So uh, tell me what you guys are dreaming about right now. First of all, I guess, tell me about how big you are, and what you're dreaming to go to or, or what that means for you guys. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're odd in that we, we use this phrase. Um, we want to be initially measurable, but eventually untraceable. <laughs> That's great. The thought being that we um, we're not really looking to become big, um, right. like a huge old network. And in okay. fact, we've stopped tracking. So we stopped tracking at 30 uh, micro churches. Right. Um, and at that point, now we're really just uh, tracking names of people that we're training and connected with. Um, some of them start multiple micro churches. Some start one, and then it fails, or you know, doesn't keep going, sure. or whatever. And so, we've adapted a little of our focus to say, "Hey, we want to focus on the training into the spectrum." That felt like there was the biggest gap there, especially since we've fundamentally now become like a network of networks. So almost everybody right. that's in. That, that's kind of an identifiable organization with us. They really are a network or they long to be a network of many churches in a hyper-local setting. Um, so as far as how large we are, I, I, I don't think we're a very small footprint organization. We don't have a headquarters. We don't have any paid staff. Um, we give away 90% of our funds because we try to do everything with no overhead. So as far as organizationally, we're very unimpressive 
Uh, and I'm a volunteer for the organization. So I do, I'm multivocational. I don't get paid by the network at all either. None of us do. Our trainers don't either. So in terms of that, we try to keep a really light touch and then funnel everything we can into the training side. So if you're training, tell me the type of person you're looking for. Uh, How do you uh, find the right guy or gal to do this? Yeah. So our sense is that there is a lot of great in-depth training for people with some Christian training already. Um, people like me and others that have gone to seminary or even have gone to a Bible college or a Christian school, um, that if people that really want to get into the inner workings of it all, sure. what we felt might've been a little bit of a gap was there weren't a whole lot of super entry level trainings for people that were fairly new Christians, um, who just wanted to reach their friends. Uh, and yeah. do something that would connect with them. And they had a nagging sense that probably just inviting them to the next church down the street was not actually what they needed to do for them. Mm-hmm. So that's really who we focused on and tried to make it as entry level as possible. That's where Starter Micro came from. Okay. So you just opened up a website, well, a little bit back, startermicro.com. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. And what type of input do you get from there? Is that where you're finding your people you're training or is that just one of the sources? So that's the primary portal. So um, the people that go there, they have a few, I mean, one of the things, the tools we offer that's real entry level is a conversations checklist. One of the things we discovered doing our network is that um, most people that are believers um, and this really is true of all believers, not just those who are new to their faith. And sometimes it's actually worse among people that have been Christian a long time is they don't really have spiritual conversations with their friends, neighbors, and coworkers, or even their right. family. And so what we started with is a different starting point than a lot of people in the micro world. We started with that conversation. So we have a free checklist that people can download just to get started. And they have two different kinds of training, depending on somebody's learning style. Both of those only, I mean, the way we sometimes say it is that you can do it in less time than it takes to watch a Pixar movie. Our thinking is most people have a day job and they come home tired from the day job and they need to be able to do that training in one night uh, in, in less than a couple hours and be ready to go. And so we tend to say, hey, do this quick training and you'll be ready to start a micro next week for your friends or coworkers. We don't want them to delay. We don't want them to think, oh, we're not ready. And in fact, it's intentional. The trainers that do this, they intentionally make it simple enough so that people don't, because once you get too complex, people start to think, oh, I, f- I forgot a lot of what you just said. And so they end up thinking, I better do more training and more training. And it just snowballs to the point where people feel like they can't remember what they've been trained. And so our thing is almost simplistic. Like we tried to ride the line almost up to oversimplistic just yeah. so people understand you only have to do a few things here. And that's really what people need and, and, and don't over, over complexify it. There are other trainings we refer people to once they really need that, but that's after they've started. Sure. So a, a typical micro church start, <clears throat> what are some of the key parts in it? What do you challenge people to have already in place? I mean, they need to have a co-leader or just a little details on that, if you would. Yeah. So a co-leader is recommended, but not essential. 
Okay. Um, sometimes if you, if you focus too much on the co-leader part and you end up just kind of doing what the, like if you and I, how were to start one, we might do something you and I like, right. To be honest, we, we really just need to be talking to people that aren't having spiritual conversations and figure out what they need. Right. Okay. Not that's what good. you and I need. And so starting with them. Um, so we really, that's why we say like, don't wait around. If you don't have a co-leader still start next week. Um, and so as far as what it actually looks like, the, the nature of a meeting, we do an abbreviated version of the discovery Bible questions, which are used mm -hmm. around the world. They're really popular. We've narrowed it down to six core questions for them to ask. And as they do that, um, they're really questions that anybody can answer. So it starts with, what are you thankful for? Anybody can talk about, Hey, I'm grateful for this or that. I'm glad my sports team won, or, you know, I'm glad I passed this class in school, or, you know, I'm, I'm glad at least it's sunny today. Otherwise it's been a bad day. Most people can find something. And then they go on into, you know, what are their struggles and struggles with people around them? That gives us an opportunity to pray for them. I can keep going through it, but you can imagine we just train people in really about 10 minutes of the training. We show them how to do those questions. And the unique thing is, <laughs> Those are the same things in, you do in a meeting forever. Like you yeah. never graduate to some higher level. And I, of course, I do this every single week in, in, in my microchurch that I uh, participate in. I don't even facilitate it anymore. Other people do. And it, it grows me every single week. I've got quite a bit of, of education and experience uh, in the Christian world. I've actually found way more spiritual growth just by asking those simple questions and just changing the part of scripture that we go to. Uh, it just makes me grow every single week. And so uh, they get depth by just going yeah. to the scriptures, right? From the word itself. So if somebody says, hey, where do I find these? Is there a place online people can go to get this? Or do they need to sign up at onemicrochurch.com? Or I mean, they, yeah, they go to startamicro.com, startamicro.com. Uh, and once they go there, they can sign up for that. Um, the one training that we offer is a self-directed online training. Uh -huh. that is like a module they can, some people like that. They like to like, Oh, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't want to join like a webinar or something. I want to just go through it on a screen on my phone or on my computer. And, and it has this, but it has the same core content as another one we have, which is a live version, which is more a webinar style. Sure. They can sign up for either just by clicking sign up now, now there. Very good. Now, do you, when someone goes through this and they start a micro church, do you align them with the network already out there or with your network or how do you do that? Yeah. The way that we answer that is we, I mean, we even say this directly, you know, we're not looking to get people to wear our t-shirt, right? You know, we don't even actually have t-shirts. Uh, so we're trying, if, if you already have some organization that has some t-shirts, wear that t-shirt, do that. We're like, Hey, get involved with that. I mean, honestly, even if it's a local church, that's a real a pretty traditional church or has a stage of, and a steeple or whatever, that's fine. Uh, connect with them, help let them celebrate what you're doing, stay resourced by them. We want to help. Now there are some people that just have nowhere to turn and they right. don't know where to go. So we either connect them in with our network or we find a network locally. We're pretty aware of all the local networks out there. So this is, there's a few, a few cities out there, you know, Boise, Tampa, Kansas city, you know, Chicago, uh, I, I could keep rattling them off, right. uh, you know, Houston, uh, where, where we know of a great local stuff happening, where it would be a lot more vibrant than what we can offer. And we would really mm -hmm. like to help those things. So in that, in that sense, we're not the training of our network. Uh, Start a micro is not our network's training. It's, okay. it's our kind of gift 
to all uh, networks of micro churches, we think we can help do that and sort of help it go, help this kind of thing go more viral. We all, I mean, we all want to see this stuff happen at a, at a sure. more viral clip. And we don't think our infrastructure can support that. Um, we aren't trying to suck everybody into our network. We would rather just equip people quick to go out and have spiritual conversations with their friends like this. And then uh, all the networks that already exist and new ones that are created will be the local infrastructure of it. So do you find other networks using your portal to get people started? Yeah, that, that was, that's been happening for some time already. And it's part of how we wanted to create it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that's neat. So yeah. Cause we don't brand it as our network. It's really hard for them even to find our network mentioned on our training. It's kind of deep into the FAQ. Uh, so that's kind of part of the point. Yeah, that's neat. Not building a silo or a t-shirt team. You're, you're building the kingdom. That's neat. Yeah. And it helps that we use, you know, infinitely scalable free cloud system type stuff. So since we don't have costs, we don't actually need to, and on an, even a financial level, we don't need to grow, uh, organizationally. Right. We just need to provide the training and then grow the kingdom in that way. Very interesting. That's 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 neat. So, what what are some of the big learnings you've uh, captured since starting this the last four years? Yeah, maybe um, something surprised you, or something was confirmed, or whatever. Yeah, you know, it it was a, a bit of a confirmation and surprise at the same time. But we had a hunch it was true, but it's become all the more evident um, how few spiritual conversations happen outside of church walls. Um, and part of what seems to have happened is as we become more event focused in the inherited church, um, most people are equipped to invite to right. a weekend service. And to be honest, most pastors um, would like, they're like, Hey, somebody invited their neighbor or their friend. Uh, that's like a win, right? That's what we want them to do. The problem is, and there's a, a research been done by LifeWay that forty that fifty one percent of people in in America, if they were invited by a neighbor or a friend or a coworker, they could see themselves going to a church in the next six months. But forty nine percent of people say it cannot imagine doing that under any circumstances. So th so that means half of the people we're leaving on the table. And are not going to respond. And my guess is most of our church people know that they have a hunch that even if they reach out, every other person is like an absolutely no chance. And so we're really built this for the absolutely no chance people, because those people would come into your living room. They would come hang out with you at a coffee shop. Let me ask you a question on that. Um, you may not have the answer, but you just prompted it. 51% is what Lifeway said would people would consider coming. Where do we get the number that I hear so many pastors use that invite your friends? 80% say if you invited them, they'd come. Is that old research or is that just tied? To it must be. That must be old research. Um, so this research was done um, with Ed Stetzer and Lifeway, and they, they did it, I believe, in partnership with Exponential, in fact. Okay. Um, and so um, this, was, this is about four-year-old research, so it's not very old at all. Well, that, that's an interesting uh, angle, though. 51% still good, but 49%. It's still good. How, how do we reach them, right? Yeah. And wh what we say, we even say this in the training, we need all kinds of churches for all kinds of people. Sure. And here in my neighborhood, here in Indianapolis, like there are people 
that will respond to an invitation to go to some church. So that's not wrong. Right. More likely, though, there are people that have some sense of church life. Um, they they haven't had some horrible experience with the church that sort of has pushed them away. Unfortunately, about half of people they're they're in the other camp, and so we just we just need to have more diversity in how we're doing this. We need to diversify our evangelism portfolio now and yeah, have more that. options. And so this is part of it. That's why part of what what we are seeing is some brick and mortar churches with a stage are using Start a Micro and other tools that are like ours um, in order to equip some of their people to do stuff outside of the church walls. That's pretty cool. I think that that's impressive that people that are in, quote unquote, the inherited church uh, yeah. looking to empower their people to do some things uh, outside of the church walls. That's awesome. That's a real kingdom mindset. Man, that's incredible. I even know some pastors who are doing that themselves. They lead a church that would seem somewhat traditional, yet they themselves are doing something with people that never even come to the church. They themselves pastor. Interesting. Anything else you're learning in that, uh, or you it's come alive to you? I mean, that that's very interesting in and of itself. Um, I, I mean, they're all little things that are not yeah. as important as the big mission, but I mean, I do think people, they like the idea of a place that's interactive um, mm-hmm. So much of uh, the people that are willing to go to an uh, to, to to take that invitation to church, they they might be willing to kind of just just come and, and watch a lot of what's going on. But a lot of that other group, they need to ask questions. They have yeah. burning questions on them, or or even some hurts or worries and fears that they need to ask somebody. And uh, just being able to have a conversation about God with people in a non threatening. S- um, setting and kind of create that safe space to talk with friends uh, about Jesus. That's really what they need. Um, they don't need a slick presentation, honestly, from a neighbor or right. coworker. The slick presentation might actually put them off. So, uh, you know, we don't try to get people to memorize any slick little, you know, rubric or something or some uh-huh. three points, uh, you know, that all rhyme or something. Instead, it's yeah. like, hey, just <laughs> just share. Hey, I like to talk about this stuff. Can we ask these questions? And that's why questions are better, because questions start the conversation. They don't try to end it. Totally agree. And you're talking about open ended questions, not closed end questions. Bingo. If you're like most leaders, no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church. Even if you ace seminary, there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for. It's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer learning. And you'll get live monthly coaching and done-for-you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it. No catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's the art of leadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. What's your next hill you're trying to take? What's the challenge out in front of a big rock you're trying to move? I'd say the two biggest for us right now are getting the word out 
Um, uh-huh. we, because we are a, you know, we're a low cost organization. We're not spending money on advertising. You know, we're not advertising anywhere. And so we require kind of an organic sharing. So anybody mm-hmm. that can share it and, and go to startamicro.com and ask friends to do it, share it on the socials, put it on their website. Since again, we're not trying to steal people away from them. We'd like to send them right. back. Right. Um, anything other people can do, that's a big rock for us that we're probably not going to, I mean, we're, we're not trying to raise big money. We'd actually prefer to not raise big money. We have no way to give money on our website, actually, which is a little weird. I know everybody has a way to give, right? We don't. So we're not trying to make money um, in order to even reinvest in advertising. We're relying on the kingdom to really share it. The other big rock for us is, uh, is really getting partnerships with or- other organizations that might say, you know what? we've thought about doing something like we are doing, but you already did it. We'd like to just use your thing and we can, we can even do some intentional stuff to reroute people back to them more intentionally too. Uh, and so that, those are kind of the two big rocks for us. We don't need either of those to move. We can do what we're doing right now forever and sustain it forever. Um, that was the whole, the whole design of the deal. Um, but those things would sure maximize it and see more people find Jesus, see more people get into Christian community that would probably never darken the door of the church in their lifetime. Sure. So flip on the script here a little bit. You've mentioned a couple times you guys don't bill. What do you do to pay for the lights at your house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids are growing up now. I'm hoping they'll start to pay for some of the lights here as long as they're still using the lights. I've got a couple adult kids that are already starting to make some money, but no, I, I, I do cons- coaching and consulting and I work okay. in, in, I worked in Christendom for a lot of years and also did some writing. And so I do some research for some other authors too. Oh, yeah. um, and I've done okay. some writing myself. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm multivocational. I've said that for a year. I have a lot of different jobs and streams of income that now, you know, I, I'm not rich, but I have enough to send my kids to college. So I'm good. taking care of good. So uh, you put out a newsletter, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Weekly on Substack. It, it's uh, it's whenever I feel like it. Uh, because it's not, it's a, cause it's a free, yeah. Free Substack. It's just David, uh, Drury at sub or David Drury.substack.com. Yeah. People can read up stuff. In fact, there's a, there's an article on there about why we need micro. Uh, they explained kind of some of the inner workings of the motivation behind this, uh, start a micro website. Give that me could that be website again. Yeah. It's, uh, just my name, David Drury, last name spelled D R U R Y dot substack.com it's it's free i don't it's not a paid uh substack some of those are paid uh minor mine's free and that could be helpful too and i talk about a lot of a lot of different religious well stuff. you've got great inside culture stuff. I, i'm a subscriber and uh, yeah thanks for subscribing how well you've got some great insights you put on there and i noticed it wasn't ever week not makes sense yeah yeah. Well, I do some other research and, and writing and stuff. So I really only do it. Uh, I don't do it religiously. I do it by when the spirit leads. So I guess that's religiously. <laughs> I do it charismatically. <laughs> I love it. Uh, tell me a little bit about your family. So I've got two uh, adult children, uh, both in college, uh, 19 and 21, and one still at home, uh, who's 16, about turned 17. They all three got summer jobs here, a couple home from college now. And my wife, Kathy, and I have been together for 26 years. All right. 
Yeah. And we've lived all over. And uh, my last work, I did work here for almost a decade for the Wesleyan denomination. I was the chief of staff um, for the, for the denominational headquarters. So I worked here for almost a decade and got out of denominational work. I don't think anybody should do that kind of work forever anyway. So I was glad to get my turn to help. And now I'm, now I'm off for freelance kind of work. Um, any big wins, some big things that happened for you in the past four years that really caused some momentum for you? Um, yeah. Big, so maybe a great story. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, you know, one pretty cool thing to see is you just find people out there that are doing some great work that, that are untapped. So a, a great example is Shauna Sturgeon. Um, who leads the Watershed Collective in Kansas. And Shauna is just one of those, she was a worship leader at, a, at an inherited church, brick and mortar church. And um, you would think somebody that's a worship leader, they would kind of stick with that stuff, you know, sure. because when you start a micro, you're not really using those sort of, you know, stage gifts. You don't have like lights and fog machines and stuff. You, uh, you're just, it's just you in your living room with a Bible app. Uh, and so, uh, but she felt led to go out and start a microchurch. So they have been reaching people there in a college town community. Uh, and, uh, her husband's got a great job, uh, in the community too. And so they're able to do this for free and they've started a great, uh, couple communities there in a short amount of time. And she's just an example of, I mean, she's really a great thinker. And so she's one of our trainers for start a micro and she's the one that trains with the live training. Uh, and that's an example of somebody that, you know, our, our network was able to kind of uncover and tap and use as a, as a key trainer. Um, she's way better than me at the training. Actually, uh, the last training, I was like, man, you know, when you have that, like get hit by a bus plan, like who's going to take over if I, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow and it's like, uh, maybe, maybe I need to get hit by a bus because Shauna is great. She's just <laughs> awesome at it. And so that's a good example. Um, we had another couple that um, just felt like they wanted to start a church that was a table church that met around a table with families, but they didn't have uh, a table. They didn't. Ha- they had moved recently and they didn't have enough money to buy a table. So our network pulled together some money and bought them a table, Oh wow! a really nice table for their dining room. And then they were able to meet all around that. Uh, so we're excited about that uh, um, um, happening. We had another group of people that um, that one guy that was actually a pastor, and then he felt like he needed to go get a job for another income, and he started doing uh, started delivering pizzas. Imagine that, right? And uh, but what he found was all the other delivery people um, were not churched, and he started to have spiritual conversations with them, taught them how to ask the simple questions we use at Start a Micro. And uh, they started to form some communities, primarily out of pizza delivery people. Uh, I never would have seen that coming. And probably the most exciting story um, was uh, we had um, some Muslim persons who would definitely not darken the door of a church who, um, who once they started to experience this, said, hey, I want my friends to do this. And so we actually were able to start a majority Muslim microchurch, most of the people going to it. Uh, have been Muslim. Um, and they, every single week for about three years, um, read the Bible together, asked the discovery Bible questions, talked about Jesus every week, learning about God. 
in a way that you would not ever expect that kind of thing to happen, but it's a real spirit, spirit led thing. So yeah, those are the kind of stuff you just never know what might uh, happen once you start having these conversations with your friends. So that's fun. Discovering places where it's fertile soil and you had no clue. I mean, exactly. Who, who would have guessed that? Is there yeah. any type of, uh, I mean, you see churches take off and do well, and you've seen some sputter and sputter and then fail. Do you have any characteristics that you look that, that you've noticed? Uh, I mean, this isn't uh, perfect research, but that you've noticed of those who seem to make it. These cup, these are a couple things uh, that would characterize them and their style. Any of that? The only common denominator um, of success for starting and sustaining. Um, that we have seen is actual relationships with unchurched people. So if okay. people have those in their life, right. they can start a micro. And if they keep those in their life, that's the lifeblood of it, right? It solves every other problem. <laughs> right. But if you aren't having conversations with people that are unchurched, that you don't know where they are in relationship to Jesus, then it kind of loses the lifeblood of it. What we do in the training is we clarify like, Hey, you starting like Hal's Bible study on Job. I'm sure you, Hal, or me could lead an amazing Bible study on Job. But what you don't want is people to walk away saying, man, that was an amazing study of Job. I could never do it like Hal, or I could I never see. do it like Dave. And to be honest, they probably couldn't. What we sometimes have to do is him in some of that desire to show off a little bit. And instead say, I'm going to do it in such a way. And we always know that the best compliment ever is when somebody that's not a Christian or even that's a, a teenager walks away and says, wow, that was great. You know what? I could actually do that. Uh, the microchurch I'm in just the other day, a 13-year-old asked her mom, uh, hey, could I actually do the questions next time? And uh, she didn't even say lead because it doesn't even necessarily feel like lead. It's just, I want to do the questions. I'll ask the questions. And she led quote unquote, the yeah. whole thing, uh, because it's that easy. So what we've learned is, um, that the, 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 the continuity of somebody actually having conversations with people, um, that are far from God, that are unchurched, that you don't know where they are with Jesus, whatever language you want to use for it. That's the key. If they don't have that, they really need to start there. The nice yeah. thing is anybody can do that. You just take a walk in your neighborhood and strike up conversations, go to your gym, go to your school, go to, go have some fun with people and shoulder time. It starts. Yeah. So you probably find that uh, the quote unquote quote expert in Bible and stuff like that does not do a good job of the micro because they talk too much. So they have all the answers. Is that the case? Or Well, I mean, as you now know, how I have answers to all your questions, you're talking about me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've written 12 books and I'm, uh, I'm doing a doctoral work right now. So I tend to think I know what I'm talking about all the time. Um, you can learn you, to, to shut up. I've learned oh. to shut up and I've learned to lead it in a way that's a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more passive, a little bit more soft. And just ask sure. the question. And then when somebody says something, not jump in and be the answer man. Instead, ask the group, hey, you know, what do you guys think? What do you think this passage says about, you know, Rick's question right here, Lisa's question? Um, so I've learned that, but I agree with you. In some ways, what we need most is just ordinary people to do this. I don't think we yeah. need to convince people from seminary to not go get a day job in Christendom. What we need right. is regular people to do this. 
Uh, are you familiar with the book uh, Multipliers, Greg McEwen and Liz Wiseman? Yep. Love that. They book. talk about that in there. It's where if you're in a group and they walk away going, oh, you know, Dave's the smartest guy in the world, wrong leader. But they walk away going, man, I could do this. I could leave that. Yeah, I love that whole idea of the multiplier and the diminisher and multiplying leaders pull it out of people. And that's what you're doing questions. Very cool. For sure. For sure. I think in that book, they talked about the unintentional diminishers. Yes, is that the concept, Hal? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. I was trying to remember. That's, that's a phrasing. And we do unintentionally diminish yes. other people, like the, the academia thing we were talking about yep. a minute ago. I am not even self-aware of how, like, even when I just a minute ago dropped in that I wrote books, saying like almost nobody that I meet with in the community here knows that about me because that is intimidating. Right. And that might be an unintentional diminishing of them. I totally or agree. it might be an intentional puffing up of my ego. Right. And right. instead to just be able to say, Hey, let's have a, a regular ordinary conversation with people. And, uh, and, and that's of course, part of why some people don't have spiritual conversations with people far from God. They they're worried. It's going to make those people feel judged. They're worried. It's going to be awkward. And so that's part of why we train towards, Hey, you know, you're just sharing your experience. Hey, here's what I've been doing. What do you think? Do you, do you know the name Dan Sutherland? I don't know that. He's a yeah, pastor I work with. He's out in Kansas City area now. But uh, he, he, he's great. He and I really, we served together down at Potential Church. And uh, he was the lead pastor, I was executive. And one of his things was no titles. Yeah. And so he has a doctor. I have a doctor. But we never told anybody. If I ever tell anybody, they're shocked. They're thinking, you know, how'd you get that? What'd you pay for it? Because you're not smart yeah, enough yeah. to get one. But I agree. People use titles, positions, credentials, and that's not what it's about. It's about a relational leading. I mean, you say 12 books. I agree. When you start giving your credentials, people start getting quiet and listening to you instead of asking questions. And I love the questions you got. I'm I'm getting ready to, since we get off here, I'm going to log on to uh, startamicro.com and see what it's about, man. You've you've done some really good things there. Anything else you want to say to us? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for the whole team that helped build this. It's been a great group. Thankful for Big, Big Click Syndicate and Kenny Jang and Kendra, who uh, helped build the whole thing too for us. Uh, I'm really thankful for Exponential and the way that Exponential's encouraged this start. I think they saw something in us early and yes. said, hey, they might be onto something that meets a need. <clears throat> thankful for that. Thankful for the Wesleyan Church also. That was Our network is not only Wesleyan. We've got you know, almost a dozen uh, denominations represented in our networks and a bunch wow. of a bunch of non-denominational people too. But we did have one denomination, the Wesleyan denomination that did get behind us early to support what we were doing uh, in order to start the website. They don't give us any money otherwise. So we haven't, we don't take money from them in other ways in an ongoing way, but they helped us with seed money to do the website. So thankful for all those people. Thankful for you, how to, and all the others in the ventures crew, because uh, for me, it's just somewhat exciting to be around other people who are on the liminal spaces of Christianity, innovating and, and thinking about what's next. Yeah. The, the whole ventures platform. And for those of you who don't know, it's about finding uh, expressions of church in ways we may not have recognized before or doing it differently. And so we've got these shark tanks where people come in and they share their ideas and we give grants to them, not large, 
But me being able to be a part of this has been so fun, seeing all these different ways the gospel is breaking loose. It, it's just fun. We live in a day cool. like no other day for me that we can see this. And you're part of that. And man, I'm so glad to know you and hear more about the story. So thanks so much for today, man. Thank you, brother. It's awesome to have a conversation.